What companies would you want to work for? Just Capital is a nonprofit that tracks which companies are a force for good. Companies like Bank of America, which just earned the prestigious Just Capital 2024 seal. Bank of America is ranked number one in the banking industry and number one for their ongoing commitment to workers, offering best-in-class benefits, including a minimum wage of $25 an hour by 2025. Visit JustCapital.com to learn how a just business is a better business. Furnished by Just Capital. The Radio Forest Podcast. Hey, this is Tristan England. Hey, Tristan, how are you today? Good, how are y'all? Good, you guys are coming to Napa this weekend. Where are you now? Paris, Texas. If I take a trip to Paris, Texas, do I go by or do I skip the Eiffel Tower? Is it worth it? Oh, you got to see it. I mean, it's got the cowboy hat, everything. (laughs) Got to see it. So being from Paris, of course, you've been there, right? Oh, absolutely. There last week. (laughs) What about the uh, Oak Ridge Boys? You ever run into them? (laughs) No, I don't, actually. (laughs) But never seen them here. (laughs) Before we get into monster trucks, let's talk a little bit more about Texas. You do any hunting with your dad out there? I know that's a good place for... Oh, there's giant bucks, there's wild pigs, pretty much anything you can think of is in Texas. Uh, used to, my buddies and I, we used to hog hunt a lot, especially during high school. I mean, that's usually what we were doing on a weekend or something was going hunting, not getting too crazy. And then, of course, I got into racing and then that was my weekend instead of hunting hogs and whatnot. But my dad and I, we're not too big into buck hunting, we're big into duck hunting, so like to shoots birds you're currently a driver for the earth shaker but your dad is a driver of the big kahuna so how early in your life was he the driver of a monster truck or a truck's just always been a part of your life when i was about five years old my dad took me to an event and that set the seat in early for me but my dad he's always had a passion for monster trucks and always had a love for it right then and there he started crewing for a two truck team out of houston He did it for free. He was a subsea consultant and worked for free when he came in from working offshore. Go work for those teams, learn the ins and outs, be on the road, you know, countless hours, whatever. And then he'd go back to work. And when he'd come back home, he'd go do some more shows and did that for a couple years. And then he decided he was going to build his own truck. Called it the Big Kahuna and I crewed with him. And that's how I got my start. How big of a truck can you get until it's illegal to drive on the highway and it's sort of transition into that magical, this is a monster truck phase? Because there's big trucks. I know Texas has got to have a lot of big trucks. Idaho has a lot of jacked up trucks too. But at what point do you start to teeter into, you can't drive this on the road? Honestly, a couple of years ago, I had built my diesel truck and it had 40s on it and a 14 inch lift. So I'm I mean, that was pretty huge, and I was still making it out here, but I would not clarify that as a monster truck. When you talk about a monster truck, you got to be talking about big shocks, big tear tires, four-link suspension, and some horsepower. You can't talk about you four-linked your dad's old 7.3 out in the yard, and you're taking it in mud, and you call it a monster truck. That's not what that is. It's a mud truck. How much would I have to have with a drivable in the arena monster truck? I would say with a few spare parts and turnkey truck, you could probably build it for about 350000 Do you guys have a full backup truck? Do you just bring some of the essentials? If like a drive shaft drops out or an axle snaps, can you replace that stuff? Yes, absolutely. We have a trailer that is specifically for spare parts. Spare body parts, spare motors, spare anything. 
specifically to the truck. What are you already convinced that you know is going to break and need replaced? Uh, well, the body's probably going to break. Mechanically, I would have to say the outer axle shafts, probably the weakest link. But, I mean, they're billet, they're bad to the bone, they're awesome. It's just that's your weakest link when you have 12,000 pounds and when it sometimes lands on that one corner, you're putting a lot of weight on one corner and it's wanting to turn those teeth on the axle shaft. So it's typically the first thing to go. Yeah, what's that feel like when you're going straight up in the air and you land just on the rear tires when you do that monster jump? I wouldn't even know what to guess how high the bottom of the truck is got to be 20, 25, 30, maybe higher than that. That's got to be a lot of shock in your body too, your spine, your neck. I mean, you're all strapped in though, right? You got like a full point harness. Yes. I I, myself, I wear a five point harness, can go all the way up to a seven point harness, but the amount of safety that we have in these trucks now compared to not even 10 years ago, it's, it's night and day. I mean, the, the shock packages that we're running right now, we just got everybody dialed in on the same shock level. So everybody now, just starting this year, is landing really good. I mean, it's the best that these trucks have landed in years. And the technology, the physics, everything that's going into these trucks, everything's evolving. So when you do that front end jump, how high up are you before you start to come back down? Depending on which ramp you hit during your run, it could go from 40 foot to 20 foot. I mean... It just depends on how confident you are in yourself and your truck. I have been told that going 60 seconds, I believe it is, in our freestyle run is equivalent to like three rounds in the octagon. And I'm telling you, it rocks your body, but, I mean, we're so safe. I've never been scared inside of that truck. What about like whiplash or anything like that? Have you ever got anything you've had to take some time off? I've never had to take any time off from racing. Your dad, right, the big kahuna is not running right now, but is that a truck issue? Is he coming back? It's not a truck issue. He's building a brand new chassis. He's coming out with all the bells and whistles, all the newest products. It's going to be one of the fastest, the baddest, and the best-looking trucks there is. Again, we're talking to Tristan England with Monster Jam. He drives the Earthshaker. We're talking about his dad with the big kahuna. Now, didn't you drive the Megalodon for a while, too? I actually piloted the Megalodon Monster Jam truck last year. I'm telling you right now, we killed it. We were able to go to a couple stadiums throughout the country with what we were able to do with COVID going on. It was nothing but winning and good times. I mean, we beat Great Digger countless times. The best of the best were out there. You know, we were taking names. It was awesome. Now, I've got some serious questions for you. Would you rather have a gun or a motorcycle made by Jesse James? Oh, man. I actually met this guy, gosh, a couple months ago. Man, I'd probably want a motorcycle built by him. What kind of style would you go with, you think? Just like a classic chopper? Would you go something that incorporate monster trucks? Would it go kind of Texas-based? Because he's in Texas too, right? Yeah, he's out of Austin now. Uh, I would definitely get a chopper and just get it slammed, let him customize it. Nothing to do with monster trucks, just let him do his thing to it. Who do you prefer, Catboy, Owlet, or Gecko? <laughs> uh, I'm going to say Gecko because he's strong. Yeah. Man, I watch it. My kid loves it. <laughs> so speaking of kids and being a father then, I'll go first so you don't think I'm trying to put you in the spot or pull a fast one on you. I've got two young kids, both under the age of five. They're both going on Friday. They're super excited. Every parent's got a crazy pooping diaper story. 
One time, my daughter, diaperless, sneezed and sharded all over the wall. One time, <laughs> one time, my son somehow in a poopy diaper got poop in his belly button, but nothing on the front of his stomach. I don't know how he did it, and still to this day, I'm confused. So give me one of your, your worst case scenarios. Oh, gosh. I was out of town at a show, and they were traveling to come see me. And I, I remember he had a explosion in his pants, <laughs> and it ruined the car seat. <laughs> you had to throw so it away? They literally, they literally pulled up in a Target, and I sent them money, and they bought a new car seat. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's what I mean. Everybody's got something. I've never heard of anything that bad, but as soon as I hear it, I go, oh, that, that totally can happen. Yeah, so it's it's funny. You're like, kids cost you money. It's like, yeah, but, I mean, it makes for a good story. Is it all the monster jams, or when do you get to ride around on the quads? I see that happen sometimes, and I know you drive them. So that was our triple threat series, and as of right now, we do not own ATVs and speedsters at the moment. So I'm not quite sure what's what's up in the air with that tour, if it's making a comeback or anything. But I would be excited to hop back on a quad and race those. It was pretty fun. So what's in your garage in Paris right now? Either your place, your dad's, or a combination of both? Uh, well, I just got rid of a mega truck that we were going to build. And then we decided to go a different route. So we just got rid of that thing. We have a chassis that's sitting in the shop. Not doing anything with it at the moment. <laughs> and then a camper. The F-350 and an old Chevy Malibu. <laughs> Talk to me a little bit about winning the 2017 World Finals. What was that like, and did you know going into that you had a pretty good chance? Honestly, I had slim chances. After my practice runs and everything, I was way too into my head about the run, so I told my crew chief, I said, hey, man, when we go into these runs, I said, don't tell me who I'm up against nothing. I said, we're just going to go out here. So we ended up singing to each other on the radio to like just <laughs> Distract. calm the nerves. Yeah. Oh yeah. Going through the rounds. I didn't even know when I crossed the finish line that I had won. I had exited the stadium and they told me to get my butt back in there because we just took it all. And so I stormed back into that. I burned up my transmission doing that, but it was well <laughs> worth it. Yeah. Parked it up on top of the pod. My dad, <laughs> After the little encore that they did for me winning, they let people come down, and my dad was the first person out there, and that's just something that we had dreamed about for a long time. We talked about when I was growing up, man, how cool would it be to win the World Finals? And I come out my first invited year out to World Finals, and I took the win. I mean, it was a dream come true for sure. One of my highlights in my career, and I got to experience it with my family. And now I have a family of my own, so I can't wait to get them out you know, the world finals in Orlando and experience something like that with them, hopefully. Now you talked about burning up that transmission and also at the same time talking on the radio. What's the volume like in the cab of your truck? You got to have some sort of soundproofing or sound deadening. Do you have headphones on to talk to your crew chief and that's all you hear? Because as you know, and I know you've been to these as a spectator, it's loud as hell, man. Closer to the truck you are, the louder it's got to be. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you're right. You know, you're sitting on top of the motor, all the moving parts, everything's loud, but our helmets, they're pretty airtight. My helmet actually has built-in speakers and a microphone, and I just have a push-talk button inside the cab of my truck with a radio, and I just sit there, and I can chit-chat back and forth with him. I can hear him clear as day, 
but I can still hear some of the truck because I have to listen to the truck. If I can't hear the RPMs of the truck, I'm not going to do my best performance. That's just how it's always been for me. Some guys listen to music. I got to listen to the truck. I've noticed that on motorcycles, you get next to a real Mm -hmm. loud truck at a red light. The bike could have shut off and I might not even notice right away. You really got to pay attention to the sounds of your truck. If something's broken, if you're stepping on the gas and it's not moving, or if it just stopped running, I'm sure you've got some alarms and stuff, but still you got to hear it. No, there's no alarms whatsoever. (laughs) So if, you know, there's probably 3% of all the drivers that actually know when a truck's not 100% and running. And you can feel it all in your butt when you're sitting inside <laughs> that truck. You're yeah. strapped in so tight to that thing that you can barely breathe. You can feel what's going on in that truck. If something's off, you can feel it. This weekend, the Earthshaker going to be at Expo Idaho. Tristan England coming with Monster Jam. Tristan, thanks for the chat today, and we look forward to seeing you in Idaho this weekend. Absolutely. It's my first time there. I can't wait. What's up, folks? Anthony Armstrong here. Bob Popple, along with Super Bowl champion Carl Banks. Hey, NFL fans. This is Solomon Wilcox, former NFL safety and host of the Believe in Bengals podcast. Catch my show and all 32 Believe NFL podcasts. Listen in to former players give their inside perspective on your favorite team. Search Believe, that's B-L-E-A-V, on Apple, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts. It's always football season, wherever you listen.